What is up and welcome back. It's the ANA Sports Show. This is the week of I don't even know what it is. It's uh, September 14th as we're recording this. Welcome so back. I, I, huh? So the week of the 13th? The week of the 13th. Yeah, the week of the 13th. Thank you. I am Anthony Cortez. Joining alongside my two good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Alexander Ashley. What is up, everybody? Good to be back. And Mr. Kevin Rowe. It's been so long I forgot my intro. <laughs> I appreciate you showing up. I appreciate you showing up, Kev. <laughs> um, we'll take, we've been taking a few weeks off just because life happens and because I'm a new daddy now. So, um, but yeah, we're back at it. Finally joins the club. Finally joins the club. I'm finally part of the daddy club. And man, it feels good. Um, yeah, we took a couple weeks off, but for those joining us for the first time, thank you for joining us. We are an all sports podcast, in case you haven't been able to tell by now uh we get together as much as we can i'm not going to say every week because that just doesn't happen anymore but we try to we try to we certainly try to uh as much as we can because we just love doing this regardless of who listens so uh thank you to those of you that are joining us uh, we appreciate it alex likes to start off these shows with useless information so i'm going to go ahead and let him do that absolutely so milwaukee brewer legend Ryan Braun has announced his retirement. He announced it on Tuesday. The former MVP has not played this season. His club, the Brewers, actually denied uh, or decided not to exercise his contract um, at the age of 37, $15 million. Uh, But he does finish with a 296 batting average, 1,154 RBIs, and a franchise-leading 352 home runs. Next up, Novak Djokovic came one win away from reaching tennis mortality, aiming to be considered one of the best ever. He was one win away from capturing the tennis grand slam in a calendar year, losing in straight sex to straight sets to Mezvedev. Excuse me if I pronounced it incorrectly in the U S open, put the achievement just out of reach. He had already won the French open, the Wimbledon and the Australian open. He was just needing the U S open. And then last but not least, for my soccer fans, the Champions League is finally back. There's a couple of groups here uh, that are looking a lot better than some other ones, including Group A, where you have Man City, a messy latent PSG, and Red Bull Leipzig. Uh, as well, Group H looks pretty tough with Zenit, Juventus, Chelsea. Uh, and then, of course, Group E with two of the uh, better clubs, you would say, I guess in the Champions League with Bayern and Barcelona. We have had a couple of games already. Bayern defeated the Messi with a Y, not an I, the Messi Barca side 3-0. And in an upset, the young boys of Bern, Switzerland, actually actually defeated Ronaldo and the Red Devils of Manchester 2-1. So we will see if we get any other upsets here early on. But that's a big one for that club because that club, or excuse me, that group, because that group doesn't have a ton of super great teams. Really, it should be Man United running away with this because the club, or excuse me, the group has Virial uh, from Spain, Atlanta from Italy, the young boys from Switzerland, and of course, Man U. This is not considered one of the tougher um, groups. And then last but not least, another one of the tougher groups, which some people are considering the group of death, is Group B with Atletico, that has Antoine Griezmann back, Liverpool, which has been a top club and actually has four of the top 22 players in the, in the world on their club, uh, Porto, which is always tough, and then Milan uh, with Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who scored in his first goal, uh, excuse me, scored his first goal of the season 
um, in his last game. So those are the big highlights for this week. I mean, we don't really have anything else to talk about since nothing has been going on. Um, no major sports have started. Um, so I'm I guess we'll catch you, man, up. We need to talk about the chess tournaments coming up. I mean, we can. I'm down. Or we can just go back to our top five list and top ten list and just, you know, maybe do like <laughs> top bench players of all time or something. I don't know. Beat the hell out of that one, too. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> We're just kidding for everybody listening. We, we all know NFL season is back and we actually didn't even, didn't even get to finish our divisions, but uh, you know, whatever life happens and things happen. So whatever, but this NFL season of uh, 2021 NFL season is officially kicked off and it kicked off Thursday night Cowboys at Buccaneers. Uh, that was one of our pick'em games. We can go through our pick'ems, but we had Cowboys and Bucks. Uh, who else do we have? Steelers and Bills. Um, help me out, boys. Who else do we have? So, yeah, no, Cap- we have Cowboys, Bucks, Dolphins, Patriots, and Giants, Broncos. Okay, so Cowboys and Bucks. T- Kevin, tell us realistically, realistically, man, why this Cowboys team will win the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. <laughs> realistic. I want a realistic answer from you. They just went toe to toe with the champs, and almost they just won- went toe to toe with the goat. And Dak, I'll, I'll give you, I'll help you out here. Dak Prescott, I watched from what I saw, could not tell he was coming back from a major injury. That dude no, looked just could. so. He looked fresh. The first quarter. Never mind. Keep going. No, well, come on, say your piece. What about the first no. quarter? In the first quarter, <laughs> the first half, watching him, he didn't. He looked like he was coming off of an injury. Really, Crazy those first few mode. passes were fucking darts. I didn't. Uh, I didn't see it. Not any the ones that I saw when I watched the game. So his first one, he had to throw from his end zone, ended up going about twenty-five yards. I'll have to rewatch because that's not what I saw. He looks very comfortable to me. I'll give you that, Kev. Yeah, he, look, he, he looks, looked. He looked he like looked he good. I'm not gonna say he. I'm not. I don't want to say he looked like he belonged out there because he obviously belongs out there. But he looked like he wanted some of the greatest. Like he wanted. He wanted some of Tom Brady. Like and he. I mean, he had a hell of a game, minus minus winning the game, but had a hell of a game. I don't know his numbers. Um, but, uh, yeah, Cap, uh, Buccaneers pulled, it out, pulled out the opening opening game win, opening night win, uh, 31 to 9, 31 29. Um, but I thought Dak looked really good. That was, that was my impression of it. Kev, Dak did you looked see as good as he did at the beginning of last season before he got injured when he was leading the NFL in pretty much every major statistical quarterback um, stat. Still has a losing record against 500 teams. But the one thing I will say about the Cowboys is the defense did look much, much, much improved. Yes. Um, that, that, that is a good sign for the Cowboys if they want to have a 9-8 and eight record. Um, <laughs> that right so. there is why they will win the Super Bowl is because their defense – you can at least say he's average now. I mean, you held the defending champs at 31 points. I mean, could have been worse. Could have been better. Could have been worse. Now, the big issue or the big question mark coming up is with Lael Collins out for the next five games. What does their record look like? Now, the guy that they are replacing with, who is actually just from right up the road at Steel, um, sounds like he had an incredible offseason and apparently bulked up like an insane amount. 
Um, but that that's a spot just to watch in the next five weeks or so because they're not moving Martin over. They're not moving Williams over. So they're going to put this rookie in. I don't think he went to Steele. His name is Steele. No, he went to Steele as well. Okay. He's not a rookie, though. Has he played yet? Other yeah, than... he, play, he played last year. Oh, okay. He played last year when during all the injuries. He's not a rookie. Okay. Uh, so he has some game experience. That's good. Um, Helpful. Yes, it's a big downgrade at the right tackle position, but you get a big upgrade with uh, Zach Martin coming back. So Okay, and I do have a question for you guys. Do you all really expect a team in general to go that far when your starting running back only gets like 30 yards and you have to throw the ball 50 times? Yeah, when you're going against the number one rushing defense, you're going to have to make adjustments. I guarantee you Zeke is not going to have another game that bad again unless they pay, play as bad of a defense or as good of a rushing defense as the the Buccaneers. Well, well, Kev, let me, well Kev, let me ask you this. What's like a – I mean, because you have arguably one of the best wide receiving cores in the league. Yes. And you want to get those guys touches to keep them happy. Well, yes. just to keep – you know, you want to get them touches in general because if you don't get them touches, you're not going to win. How do you balance that? What's like a good amount – what's a good number of carries for you and a good number of yards for, from Zeke or for Zeke to keep it balanced, would you say? Would it, would, you, is need it like, bring, you need to bring the number of passes down to about 40 for Dak Prescott. If you can do that right around 40, 42, 43, and if you get a good 15, 20 carries out of Zeke and he's averaging about four yards a carry, which he can do, I, I think that's a good balance. Only 15 carries a game? Uh, probably closer to 20. If you can get 20 carries and – 40 passes, I think the Cowboys are in good shape. I personally think he needs a little bit more, but that's just me. I I don't know. I think well, – You think about know. the production that he had in this past game. He had 11 carries. And he only got 33 yards, but that's because they went very run heavy. If you convert 10 of those passes that Prescott had, the 10 of the 58 passes he had, that brings Dak Prescott to 48 passes and Zeke to 21 rushing. That's not a bad balance right there, I think. You don't need to be 50-50 for this to work. But if you give it about a third of the time rushing the ball, you're going to keep the defense honest. Alex, what do you think? What's a good balance? Uh, I think it a little bit depends on who you're playing. Uh, you know, if, and Kellen Moore is definitely a pass-heavy uh, offensive coordinator. So I think that's just going to kind of be like the thing. So if they can keep it down, kind of like he was saying about that 40 to 45 mark, I think that's kind of the best bet for them. Now, whether, you know, Zeke gets 20 carries or the running backs get 20 carries is kind of whatever. Cause if Zeke gets 10 carries and goes, you know, 80 yards on those, with one touchdown because they got down in the end zone, then that's like a great game. You know, it's all, it's all they really need. You know what I mean? So it doesn't have to be him getting 20. As long as they run the ball probably 20 to 25 times, I think they would be okay. I think, I do think they need to run the ball a lot more than they did in this first game. And I understand that it's your, you know, your number one rush defense, but you got to establish something. You know what I mean? Cause they just sat back. There was zero rushing game. 
And I know Mike McCarthy well, said it anyway. best in this situation is they played it with what Tampa Bay gave them, you know? Sure. I mean, Tampa's secondary is beat up and lacking of depth. Their linebackers are incredible. Their defensive line is incredible. And they're, they're like two full, at least at both of those positions. But their secondary is where they were weakest at. And so Kellen Moore tried to exploit that. That's why there was so much pass in this game. Do the Cowboys I, win the Super I, I'm still going to say it just because every year is the year. and it, They haven't shown me yet that they can't. Okay. Um, <laughs> what? 1997, they haven't showed you they can't win a Super Bowl? <laughs> 95. <laughs> oh, okay. Do my bad. 95. They won in 95. Okay, so since 96, they've shown you that. Yeah, that they can always win it. They just don't. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, go. <laughs> Steelers and Bills. I didn't get to watch this game, uh, but I'm actually kind of surprised the Steelers, the Steelers went to Buffalo and won. Did y'all get a chance to watch this game? No, I don't think it was on network TV for any of us, and I don't think we any of us have a – NFL Sunday pass, so do we? Yeah, I didn't get to watch this one, unfortunately. I did hear about it, though, and it sounds like essentially. <laughs> the defense for the Steelers showed up in this game. Yeah. TJ Watt's a beast, and they sh- and he showed you why he got paid the- in this game. Yeah. It sounded like, the o- like both lines of scrimmage just went very, very heavily to the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, which allowed them to kind of just – do with the Buffalo Bills what they will. Uh, T.J. Watt had like two sacks, a forced fumble. Their offense was able to, you know, stay on the field for long enough, sustain drives because they were able to keep Ben upright, keep uh, Najee Harris in good standings. Um, He didn't have the best game ever, but, I mean, Singletary had more rushing yards and he only had 72, but for a rookie against Buffalo's defense, who is pretty stout, I mean, that's still – you know, that's still a fairly good game. But, yeah, it sounds like Pittsburgh just beat them in the trenches. Yeah, they just outlasted them, you know, because the Bills' defense just gave way in the second half. Not a whole lot, mind It's only 23 points. But all 23 of those points were in the second half, including 17 in the fourth. I was so, like, when you're up 10-0 at halftime. <laughs> yeah, so the Bills need to work on their 60 minutes. You got to play the whole 60 minutes and stay as aggressive in minute one as you are in minute 60. And I think that's where they're going to struggle in this season is in that second half. So you're going to see a lot of prop unless you can get way ahead in the first half with that dynamic offense that they have, they might have some troubles. And if they don't find a better running game for the Bills. I did see that uh, Cole Beasley dropped like a wide open, wide open pass. Um, he was getting a lot of flack about it or slack about it, whatever the word is. But um, flack, you had it right. Flack, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had the Dolphins and Pats, didn't we? We did. Dolphins we and did. Pats, we yeah, Dolphins pulled the Dolphins went to uh, 
uh, went to Gillette or Foxborough and pulled out a one point victory, 17 to 16. Didn't get to catch that one either, but damn. Do you guys know the Spider Man meme where there's two Spider Men standing next to a van and they're just pointing at one another? It's like, hey, yeah. you're me. That's exactly what this game was. That's exactly what this game was. From the way the teams were structured to how they played to even the personnel. I mean, Tua and Mac almost looked the same. It was ridiculous. This was literally a mirror image of each other. Really good corners, really good offensive lines. Like, it was, it was kind of ridiculous. Like, the fact that anybody won is kind of surprising. You know, this game could have very well gone to a tie, I feel like, with how much the same they are. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And down to defense at the end and Xavier Howard making a big play. Yeah. Yeah, it was one play. Yeah. This game, yeah. The one-point game was decided by literally one play. Mac Jones in his uh, debut went 29-39, 280 yards, 81 to be exact, and a TD. Tua, for anybody that cares, 16-27, 202 yards, a TD, and an interception. Uh but pretty much not identical numbers, but very similar numbers. So, I mean, very, sim- very similar quarterbacks in those respects. So, but yeah. Um, the couple of surprises I wanted to talk about how about the Houston Texans pulling out an opening day victory against rookie quarterback uh, Trevor Lawrence and rookie, uh, well, I don't, he's not a rookie head coach, but has he, he's, he's, he's been a. Yeah, rookie head coach in the NFL, right? He hasn't yeah, he hasn't yeah. coached in the NFL before. Uh, rookie head coach uh, Urban Meyer, they they uh, beat the Jags thirty-seven to twenty-one. Just to my surprise, Tyrod Taylor actually looked somewhat decent. I was not aware. <laughs> Quarterback, baby. <laughs> I was not aware that uh, that we that the Texans. I say we. The Texans got Mark Ingram in in the off season, so that was a pleasant surprise. He actually had a decent game. Uh, but yeah, the Houston Texans pulling out. They're not going to go zero and seventeen, so that's good to know. Question uh, now is: uh, Does Tyrod Taylor have someone to throw to other than Brandon Cooks? Yeah, because I mean, when you get one hundred and thirty-two of your what, less than three hundred yards <laughs> to Brandon Cooks, yeah, you you might need to find another receiver, another person to throw the ball to. Right. So <clears throat> that's going to be their big struggle is once other teams figure that out and really, like, dial in with that double team on Cooks and really getting that safety over the top on him, they might have some issues. Are we a little surprised at all that the Cardinals upset the Titans? Or was that was that even considered an upset? To me, it's considered yeah. an upset. But the Cardinals I'm not surprised they won, but I'm surprised that they whipped that ass. Like the Cardinals yeah. went to Tennessee and they they, they whooped on whipped that ass. <laughs> like what he kind said, of game? We're daddy now. <laughs> it's crazy uh, what they did. Kyler Murray looked sensational. Their defense with Jones and Watt looked sensational. They made Derrick Henry look human for the first time in like three years. If this didn't save Cliff Kingsbury's job, I don't know what did. Now I will say yet again. But I'm still not sold on the Tennessee Titans as I have not been for three years. <laughs> and this could be the downfall. This could be the first game. I have been telling you. 
they're not that good. And I don't know how they keep doing what they're doing. But now that they're Arthur Smithless, I just, I don't, I don't think they got it. I think this is it. Dude, we've said for years they're always the 8-18. Eight and 18. Last year they were, like we were wrong. Like 11-5. and five. Yeah, exactly. Last year we were wrong in that regard just because they could beat up on the Texans and the Titans and there's half of your – or Texans and the Jags and there's half your wins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm – I think we're going to see some major regression out of this Tennessee team, which super sucks ass because, of course, I drafted Derrick Henry this year. I'm excited to see this Cardinals defense for the rest of the year. Chandler Jones, I want to know how many sacks that kid's going to end up with at the end of this year. He's on pace for 80 in the next six games, so, you know. Yeah. I, I say he gets 50. I say he gets 50 million. Looking good. That's, that's I, doable. I think just a little bit under that. You're looking at like 35 million. 35 million? Okay. Yeah. I, think, I think you're being a little under generous for him. I don't know, dude. Russell Wilson is invasive, so. With five in one game, he's almost a quarter of the way to the record anyway. There you go. True. That's nuts. Yeah. The Bengals are also another one of my surprises. I I mean, because I've kind of – I've been hard on the Vikings for a couple of years now, and it's just the Vikings are kind of – they're just there. But I think we all Bengals, have, the Bengals put out a, an impressive opening opening day victory in, in Cincinnati, so good for them, 27-24 in OT, by, in, in OT uh, for that matter. Um, Seahawks won. Uh, we don't need to go through all the scores, but uh, Browns and Chiefs was also a, another great game. Uh, Baker got the ball with with the two minute drill to for a chance to win it, and throws a throws a later interception to pretty much seal it. Not pretty much, he to threw an interception to seal it. Um, I got to watch a little bit of that game. Uh, caught the end of that one, obviously, but um, that was a good game. Who who were y'all's? Um, Locks and who were y'all locks and upsets? How did your lock and upsets do? So I had um, the Rams as my lock. They played Chicago uh, in SoFi Stadium, and Matthew Stafford looked good. I think this is the first time that a quarterback's had three hundred plus yards and X number of touchdowns in an opening game. I think with a new team, from what I saw, ever no, that could be wrong. I don't know, but I mean, he looked Probably good wrong. and. My boy Colin was talking about how he looked the part. He looked Los Angeles versus Jared Goff, who didn't look quite Los Angeles. Um, but, you know, the arm slots, the big plays, the, you know, the, the whole the show of it that he could put on. So I really hope this leads to good things for him. I, I've always been a Rams fan, but I really hope this leads to good things for him because I've been a Matthew Stafford fan for a while. I think he's deserved yeah, yeah. so much better than he's gotten in Detroit for a while. So I, I really hope, you know, this is the start of good things. And then, um, absolutely. My like upset, I, oh, I'm not a, I'm not a Rams fan. I am a Stafford fan. Yeah, I've been, right. Like you said, Stafford fan for a long time. And I knew what talent he had, but now he's finally got some of the, surrounding pieces he needs to showcase it and I think too he's in a better place like mentally because he's got his childhood friend playing like 45 minutes that way he's playing baseball right now playing Kershaw from there yeah no they're both from uh Dallas area uh, I thought he yeah, was from Dallas and Kershaw are both from the Dallas area that's right yeah you right, went to right. high school together um, but now they, they uh, 
they both they, get to play in LA together. You know what I mean? They grew um, up playing little league together, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Like you're with childhood friend, you're with a good franchise who cares about their players a, a whole, whole lot. You know what I mean? And you're in a new bright, shiny city with a new stadium and cool colors and you're not the fucking lions. You know what I mean? So, uh, that's awesome. And then my upset was I thought Washington may be able to slow down Herbert and they almost did without their starting quarterback. So I, I, I was close. I feel like I should caveat on that, but, uh, that was a good game too. And Herbert again is showing what he's able to do 337 yards. I mean, he's going to be impressive. And Rashawn Slater looked super good looking at you, whoever didn't draft him first. Uh, but yeah, he he looked really good. So uh, Los Angeles. Speaking of, the, speaking of the uh, Lions and offensive tackles, Penay Sewell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was the first offensive lineman taken, and rightfully so. The difference was after I think Zach Taylor was the left tackle for the Lions after he was injured, Penay Sewell was moved over to his natural position at left tackle, and who was it that they were playing? The 49ers. It was Nick Bosa who came out and said he just looked so much better on that left side because he was comfortable. Yeah, I believe it. And he played a good game once he was over in that left side. He had a uh, – I think it was an 88% uh, pass block win rate, which was ranked in like – think the top third of the league in the games on Sunday. So Sewell's the real deal when he's comfortable and the Lions are stupid and try to move him to the right tackle. <laughs> I think you could have just stopped it after stupid. That sentence would have been correct. Well, yeah. Kev, who was your, uh, who's your, who was your upset? My upset was the Colts and they proved me wrong, but I wasn't necessarily oh. sold on that one. So I wasn't sure on which upset to take this week while well, I was wrong. <laughs> I'm actually surprised at mine. I was not expecting. Uh, I just I didn't really see any other options out there, as I told y'all before we started recording here. But uh, I took the Raiders as my upset, and I'm I'm actually really surprised they were actually they were able to pull it out at home in overtime. Uh, exciting game from what I from what I was able to saw. I I, I catched the uh, I tried to watch a little bit of the beginning of the game. Um, did to the end of it, but uh, they won it on a on a late touchdown that. I don't know if it was questionable or not, or if they reviewed, went back and reviewed that or not. But was Kev was shaking his head like, "Nope, it was good." Um, the last touchdown. The touchdown to win it. Yeah, there wasn't any debate on that one. That was a wide open pass, and he strolled into the end zone. Yeah, but his knee, like he he hit before like crossing the goal line, right? Or the ball, the but the ball oh. crossed the line. That was the one before where they did rule him down, and then they went – it was incomplete pass, uh, false start, and then an interception. The Baltimore got the ball back. Then the Raiders got it back on a fumble by Lamar Jackson at about the 30, and that's when the Raiders threw the pass to win the game. Okay. Um but yeah, another another one that I just want to hit on real quick: uh, Saints and Packers. Holy crap! Was not expecting the Packers to get the, the, was not expecting the Packers to get whooped, but they did. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah good chance to watch that one. Of the week. But, uh, yeah, wow. Can I say one thing about a game real quick? Also, Kevin, did you do your favorite? My favorite was the 49ers. 49ers. Over Detroit, got it. Well, Jared Goff yeah, didn't have a is... terrible game, by the way. No, Jared Goff did pretty good. I mean, 38 of 47 for 338 and three touchdowns. But the, the the winners of that game was Elijah Mitchell, who came in after Raheem Mostert went out with an injury, who tweeted out today that he's going to have season-ending surgery. <laughs> surprise, surprise, Mostert's hurt again. And then Debo Samuel, who had 189 yards and touchdown. Oh, how sweet. Yeah, how sweet. Oh, I just heard you start talking, so I was like, well, I don't have to listen. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, the Lions. You got to come at the king. You got to kill the king, bro. <laughs> the Lions fought back there at the end. They almost they made a game out of it. They did, yeah. <sighs> I want to say what one thing about the game real quick. No. Much like the Dallas Cowboys, I thought the Cleveland Indians – Excuse me, Cleveland Indians. I was thinking about baseball for a minute. Um, Cleveland Browns? Yes, the Cleveland Browns. Sorry, because I keep – I was going back to their whole Guardians thing because I saw an ad pop up for that earlier, and so it keeps resurfacing in my brain. Anyway, so the Cleveland Browns and the Kansas City Chiefs game reminded me a lot of the Cowboys and um, Tampa Bay. Although Cleveland and the Cowboys both lost, those were the best losses – of the week. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to say, oh, that was a good loss. But for both of those teams, that was a good loss. And Cleveland and probably Dallas both got, like, their hardest game on the schedule out of the way already. You know what I mean? Um, so I think, you know, that was a good loss for both of them. Both of them had a chance to win late. They're both going against GOAT-level quarterbacks. Um so I was I was very much impressed with kind of both of those games. And although it was a loss, it wasn't a bad loss versus like the Packers who looked like ass or uh, uh, um, Tennessee who looked like ass. You know what I mean, I also liked Denver beating the Giants, which Honestly, I think was nice. To pick one of those teams in their losses between the Cowboys, the Browns, and another one I was thinking of was the Ravens, since they were close games. Um, honestly, I think the Cowboys had the better game of those three as far as encouragement, because you look at the scores. What I'm looking at right now is in the second half. Cowboys actually outscored the Buccaneers in the second half, even though they lost that game, only by three points. They kept that game close the entire game. The Browns, however, actually had a, a sizable lead going into the second half and then only scored one touchdown there at the end, giving up uh, 23 points to the Chiefs to their seven. So they had a terrible second half. Same with the Ravens. The Ravens were outscored, uh, was it 23 to 13 in the last, second half in overtime? So if you look at that and keeping the game close and making points where it matters, I think the Cowboys are in good shape moving forward versus those other two teams. Your team had 33 rushing yards from your lead rusher. I'm talking that about scoring in the, at the end of the game. <laughs> that doesn't look good. <laughs> scoring at the end of the game, Matt. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't bode well. 
Okay. The other lowest was 83. Oh, 72. I will give it I will I will give you this though that I mean every 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 week is going to be different. I mean and you kind of just have to take what the what the defense is giving you. So I I don't think that is I don't think Zeke is going to rush for 30 30 yards every game. Um I think that'll be improved and they'll find a way to balance it out. Um yeah. I I, I will agree. I think uh, the 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 Cowboys loss looks a lot better to me than those others. Just because you actually had a, you you gave yourself a chance to win a very tough game against the defending Super Bowl champions, so I'll give you that. If you want, Alex, we can talk about your team. <laughs> what are we saving for part two? Let's talk some more shop. Uh, we can do some like <laughs> over. We can do some over over and under reactions and uh, just kind of yeah, just talk more NFL shop while we're at it. Sounds good to me. Cool. Favorite cool. things, and then we're out. Alex, you got a favorite thing? Uh, yeah, mine was um, – sounds kind of ridiculous. I don't know. I, I know I sent it to at least – I don't know if I sent it to Kevin because it was on Instagram. But uh, Bradley Bill's speech to his AAU team. Um, if oh, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet, but, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, if anybody gets the chance to go watch it, do it because it's 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 really cool to watch because of just how like raw and real it is it 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 kind of, he kind of showcased a little bit of the uh dog eat dog world that the nba actually is i think sometimes we don't think about it uh because it it look it doesn't look easy, but the guys who are playing kind of make it look easy. You know, they're they're just that good, or you're a bench player, whatever the case is, because you kind of get up to that point and you're just there. We talked about it, like, dude, if you mope, like they'll take your fucking bread. Like they will make you just leave. They will kick you off the team. They'll do all kinds of things. So you know, everybody's out to take your job. Everybody's out to take your job. He was telling me he's like. Once you guys get to the league, like, your job is to guard me. And I'm going to tell you right now, not a one of you can guard me. Not a one of you can take my job. And just how, like, it was crazy because it's, 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 it's always interesting to see this. It, like, it was like a threatening aura, and it's supposed to be. It's this whole it, – it, so it was just cool, anyways, to see this kind of, like, very real take on, on the lifestyle that is the NBA. Sometimes guys need a reality check, and I I will agree that reality checks are very much needed at times. Kev, you got one? Got several RoboCop. Um, Jesus. (laughs) One, football is back. Two, at the end of the baseball game, Astros and Rangers yesterday, Astros were blowing out the Rangers. Woohoo! Uh, you had Char- uh, Charlie Culberson pitching. He had a great inning. When he's leaving the field, he actually tips his cap and shows his glove to the umpire like they're going to check him for foreign substances. <laughs> and even the Rangers announcers are like, no need to do that. They're not going to check you. <laughs> Third was Tom Brady. Not during the game, but in a tweet that he did, uh, I think it was today or uh, yesterday, and basically saying that, hey, we're ready for the season. We're doing great. Let's keep keep it going, keep it going. But in the background on his computer, the time read 328. 
I don't get it. 28 to 3. Sorry. Their, their opponent next week is the Falcons. <laughs> oh, Kev, I can always count on you, man. I can always count on you. <laughs> Did he I'm hear not that? kidding. I mean, this it's it's the one of the ultimate troll jobs on the internet. But I got yeah. one better for you. This fan messaged the uh, Cleveland Browns on Twitter and said, uh, "I I know you guys just lost today, but do you think you could give my friend Owen a a jersey?" And the Cleveland Browns actually responded saying, "Sure, let's get it done." What's his last name? The fan responds. 0-1. Let's go oh Steelers. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, people are too much, dude. Oh, the Browns wow. immediately blocked him. 0-1. <laughs> Let's go Steelers. Wow. Wow. I can't top that, but wow. <laughs> uh my favorite thing is just because it's not obvious already, but I, I officially joined a daddy club and it's, it's incredible. There's no words to describe what it's like to be a dad. So for all you dads out there, thanks for, thanks for having me to the club. I appreciate it. It's, it's good to be here. Yes, sir. Kevin. <laughs> all right. Part two, let's talk some more NFL. Which is if we can do some over and under reactions. So we'll do that. Be good to yourself. Be good to each other out there. Don't drink and drive. Don't section drive. With that, we'll see you later. Peace. See ya.